Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bakufu Jidai. I'm your host, Michael Tillman, and this is my exploration of the history of the shogunate, samurai, and ninja of feudal Japan. Just what exactly does Bakufu Jidai mean? In Japanese, Jidai means era, so when you speak of the eras of Japan, like Yayoi, Kamakura, etc., if you say Kamakura Jidai, it more explicitly means Kamakura era as opposed to Kamakura prefecture or something else. Bakufu, on the other hand, is a more general term for the rule of the shogunate. Technically, Bakufu refers to the extended administrative rule of the shogunate and not the shogun himself, but he's implied by association. So we're talking here about the time period in Japan when the shogun held sway, about 700 years, encompassing feudal Japan and the history of the samurai. I've always had a fascination with Japan, and particularly the Sengoku Jidai, or Warring States period. If you've heard this term in reference to China, that Warring States period is from about 1100 years earlier. In Japan, we're talking about the downfall of the Ashikaga Shogunate and the subsequent civil war culminating in the Battle of Sekigahara and the rise of Tokugawa Ieyasu. This started to pique my interest at a very young age, even though I didn't really know what it was, because of a video game released by Koei in 1983 for the Nintendo Entertainment System called Nobunaga's Ambition. It would be years before I understood who Oda Nobunaga was, but the ambition was for a unified Japan, under his rule, of course. This is a huge topic with a lot of places and people to incorporate, and my goal is for these episodes not to be overlong, to break it down into digestible segments. So, for today, we're going to start with a very simple description of Japan's five main islands, and then talk about the four early periods of its history. If you look at a complete map of the Japanese archipelago, there are a lot of islands. I mean, a lot. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're primarily going to concern ourselves with five. They are Ryukyu, or Okinawa, Kyushu, Shikoku, Honshu, and Ezochi, or Hokkaido. We'll be spending most of our time on just three of the islands, as Ryukyu didn't become a vassal state until 1609, and we won't really have a lot to talk about in Hokkaido until well into the Tokugawa shogunate. But, to describe the five islands very generally, Ryukyu, or Okinawa, is the smallest of the five main islands. The northern half of the island is one of the largest subtropical rainforests in Asia. Kyushu is mountainous, containing Mount Aso, Japan's most active volcano. The island is also known for curative mud springs. Shikoku is the second smallest island, next to Ryukyu, or Okinawa. Mountains running east and west divided into a northern and southern region, with the major river being the Yoshino. Honshu is the largest island of Japan, and slightly larger than the island of Great Britain. Known for Mount Fuji, the active volcano, and frequent earthquakes, Japan as a whole is home to a full 10% of the world's volcanoes. There are many rivers, including the Shinano, Japan's longest, and the Japanese Alps span the width of Honshu. Japan's northernmost and coldest island is its second largest. In Hokkaido, there are mountains in the center of the island with many plains surrounding, with two areas in the eastern part of the island, using bands of forest to buffer wind and protect cattle. Now let's talk about the four periods of prehistoric and ancient Japan. Starting with the Paleolithic era, evidence of early human habitation dates to about 32,000 years ago, when its presumed hunter-gatherers arrived at the island by boat. An interesting, and potentially quite frustrating quirk in anthropological research in Japan, is that the acidic soil works to prevent fossilization. Next, we come to the Jolman era. 
the period dating from about 13,000 BC to 1000 BC, named Jolman for the pottery of the time, some of the oldest found in East Asia, and the world for that matter. The pottery is decorated by impressing cords into the clay, hence the name Jolman, which means cord-marked. After the Jolman era is the Yayoi era. This period, originally thought to have started around 400 BCE, is now thought to have started some 500 years earlier. The Yayoi people had achieved success in rice cultivation, silk production, woodworking, glassworking, a newer architectural style, and the metallurgy of bronze and iron weapons. It should be noted that this proficiency in making metal weapons came from China, which will be something of a theme in early Japan. With their martial proficiency, they migrated north through the island, supplanting the predominance of the Jomon. Interestingly, two of the earliest books of history to mention Japan, known as Wa, the Chinese Book of Han in 82 AD, and the Weiji in 240 AD, described in the first a country of 100 kingdoms, and in the second, a country in which a single kingdom had taken ascendancy, the Yamatai, ruled by the female monarch, Himiko. And, lastly for today, we arrive at the Kofun era. The Kofun period reveals a country united under a single kingdom with the emergence of burial mounds, the Kofun, which could end up being massive, like Emperor Nintoku's Kofun in Sakai, Osaka Prefecture, measuring 486 meters long and taking 15 years to construct. The center of this unified kingdom was Yamato, situated in Kinai, around modern-day Nara and Kyoto. The great clans who joined the Yamato were known as Uji. Uji leaders sought and attained diplomatic recognition from China, and a succession of these leaders became known as the Five Kings of Wa. China and Korea both would begin sending craftsmen and scholars to help Japan improve its technologies and administrative skills. So, to recap, we have five main islands south to north. Ryukyu, modern Okinawa, Kyushu, Shikoku, Honshu, and Ezochi, or modern Hokkaido. The four prehistoric periods we touched on were the Paleolithic, the Jomon, for pottery, the Yayoi, for rice cultivation and new technology, and the Kofun, for burial mounds and diplomacy with China. And, in closing, with every episode of Bakafujidai, we'll have some inspirational imagery. I'm going to pull these images from Samurai and Ninja movie posters, Ukiyo-e woodblock prints, and artwork from the illustrators of the fantasy flight game Legend of the Five Rings, with which, I should note, I am unaffiliated in any way. Once again, I am Michael Tillman, and thank you very much for joining me today. A brief word about production. I'm a one-person team, and I support creation of this and other podcasts with Patreon. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider subscribing to A Father Who Reads on Patreon, which is the parent podcast, and come say hello on the A Father Who Reads Discord. Thank you very much.